0: Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the New Grade Radio podcast. In the previous episode I just published, I was talking about some of the many reasons why I've loved my transition from the intensive care unit across now into the emergency department. By no means was that episode exhaustive whatsoever. I absolutely love working as a registered nurse, and I have found it so just interesting getting into a different area. And that's partly the reason why I've made that transition in the first place. It wasn't because I disliked ICU by any means. I just wanted to be able to provide myself with a few more skill sets in order to better care for my patients, as well as when I enter my career very shortly into the, into the Australian Army as a nursing officer. I wanted to equip myself with as many skills and experiences as I possibly could. So originally I was going to call this episode some of the things that I dislike about working in the emergency department. And after having a really good think, like I think that word is just way too strong. I'm not disliking working in the emergency department by any means. And today's episode is just more about more of the, the noticeable differences from working within these very two very separate areas. The intensive care unit and the emergency department are pretty much on different ends of the spectrum. There's two different entities in many different ways. And today, I'm sort of just touching on some of those just transition-y type things that are just immediately apparent and some things I just have to change my mindset about. So let's get underway. So I'm actually gonna use the same headings as what I used on my previous episode of skills, exposure, and processes. So when it starts with skills, so it's again, recapping what I talked about last episode, the things I loved about with skills is going to be I'm whacking in, indwelling catheters as well as cannulation, just some of the things that I wasn't doing day after day routinely in the intensive care unit. But that's come with a bit of a trade-off. Yes, I'm applying these new skills, but it means that I'm also not able to do the skills that I was doing every day in the intensive care unit. And some of the things that I really enjoyed uh, about working in ICU was being able to use the vast majority of equipment that we had. So just being able to use day after day, inotropes and vasopressors, being able to use the mechanical ventilation, so the ventilator. Uh, These were skills that I was really enjoying and now I'm just not getting exposed to them routinely anymore. Over the last three months, I haven't touched a ventilator, I haven't touched tropes or presses. Like it's just, and, and you have to take a step back and think of why that is the case. Every day in ICU, we're caring for critically ill patients. Whilst in the emergency department, hard li- like, such a very small percentage of patients coming through those front doors will be classified as critically unwell. And it's also partly because where I'm working in the moment in the emergency department. So at the moment, I've been, and again, I'll make another episode about the different areas of ED because it's not just about coming through those front doors and being in the acute area. There's also different areas. And one of those areas in this major trauma center that I'm working in is resus. So resus is where you'll get these critically ill patients coming directly off of paramedics uh, pre-hospitally, off of HEMS, so your helicopter paramedics come and landing, as well as some really sick people who are just walking through the front doors or being carried through the front doors in some cases. Um, so those really sick people get through to recess and then they a lot of the time they just don't come through to that next step where I'm at the moment into acute. So, I'm providing this to you guys with some context of, of that in mind, and very shortly, hopefully in the next few months, I will be progressing into that resus area, and I'll have a different experience than what I do right now. But at the end of the day, I'm not touching the tropes, I'm not touching the, the ventilator and that's a bit, of a, it's a bit of a downer for me at the moment. It's not to say I'm not going to get back into it, it's just right now, in the last few months, I just haven't touched it. And also it leads on to another thing with exposure. So when it comes to exposure again every day in ICU you're exposed to critical ill patients. In ED again it's such a small percentage of patients coming through that are classified as critically unwell. They go through resus and not there just yet. And with that means that uh, my warped perception of what I talked about last episode when it comes to what my in my head what sick is and what unwell really is. I just have to have a bit of a, a switch in mindset. If you're coming through the emergency department, you're having a bad day. Like that's just fair enough. Like it's not a good day if you're in ED. There's better places and better ways to be spending your day than coming in through the doors of the emergency department. So every person I'm speaking with, I'm giving that. Just can I make you a cup of tea? Can I make you feel comfortable? Let's just have you settle, let's get things moving. Um, but again it has taken a switch in mindset in order to get to that because I'm expecting I was I really was sort of expecting to come through everyone I'm doing rapid ABCs on like I'm my primary survey I'm whacking in cannulas I'm doing all this sort of stuff things need to get moving really fast but in reality you do have a bit of time that not everyone's in respiratory distress not everyone's having heart attacks like it's vast majority of time it's pretty they're pretty stable um, also, when it comes to exposure, I think one thing that has really hit me between the eyes is the just the large amount of patients coming in who are exhibiting just aggressive behaviour towards nursing as well as the interprofessional team. Um, already, like, I've it's almost on a daily that you're getting patients who are verbally abusing you, patients who have thrown stuff at me, patients who have spat at me, another patient who's. Looking at me in the eyes and saying I'm going to kill you like it's just the mental health and these aggressive patients uh, Really put a bit of a dampener on you like I've really had to develop some thick skin um, Because they they call you some pretty bad names and they just do things that you would not expect people in the public to be doing uh, and whether it's because of mental health whether it's because of just a, a psychotic exacerbations because of illicit substances Maybe it's just because some people are just not very nice people. It's just that is a daily basis at the moment and that has taken some have some, taken some getting used to because uh, it's not something that I was exposed to upstairs. This is actually an add-on section that I've made later and added to this episode. Um, when I'm talking about the, the aggressiveness and stuff towards nurses and interprofessional staff, like, it is the truth, it, it does happen. But I don't want it to seem as if I'm constantly in danger or um, I'm, I'm absolutely unsafe in the workplace. And for this to turn someone off coming into an emergency department and starting as an emergency nurse, by no means is, I'm, I'm probably making it out to seem really, really bad. Um, and it's just no hope you're about to get abused. You have some incredible resources at your disposal within the emergency department. Yes, you have security is one. You have excellent training when it comes to de-escalation techniques and, and just knowing that you're not putting yourself in danger. Whilst I say that people have been spitting at me and stuff, yes, people have been spitting at me and stuff. Uh, I'm probably making it out to seem as if every patient is like this. No, that's definitely not the truth. The vast majority of the time, you're caring for absolutely lovely people who want to be there and, and really appreciate your help. Um, But there is just the odd one or two that, that it does happen. Um, And then it's just a matter of understanding that you're not putting yourself in danger. You have excellent resources around you. And you do have excellent training from your, from your hospital and the team in that regards. You have excellent mental health clinicians who get involved as well. Um, so yeah, I just think this needed to be added to the episode. So it's just not a I'm scaring everyone away type thing. It, it's just... Yeah, anyway, guys, I'll get back into the episode. Uh, And finally, it comes to processes. So whilst I've said in the last episode, some of the things I've loved about starting an ED is getting used to, okay, if someone comes in for chest pain, I'm thinking of these focused assessments for these patients. I'm getting these particular things all moving, but in the, the day, like a lot, a lot of what happens in an ED is exceptionally doctor-driven. A lot of these decisions are being made by these doctors, and a lot of the time in emergency department, I'm feeling as if I'm just very task-oriented. I'm getting in, I'm getting these bloods in, I'm, I'm putting the cannula in, I'm getting all this stuff sorted. But when I've got six patients, I'm just not. You just don't have that time to be super looking in depth like i was in icu i've come from a place where i can tell you pretty much most things about my patients day to day and now it's feeling as if well i I know a basic story of why you're here uh, I'm, I'm trying my best to really get to know you, but again, you haven't gathered all the information yet, and you just don't have that level of control that you have in ICU that you can sit back, you can read. Not all the time, remember ICU is very dynamic, and a lot of the time you just don't have time to scratch yourself, but here it's like that, except 10 times worse, like you yeah, four different doctors are looking after four of these different patients who are each telling you to do something in regards to a task. Ben, I need you to do a repeat ECG on that patient. Ben, I need you to go and collect another repeat troponin for that chest pain. This patient needs to go to the bathroom. I need to ambulate that patient. This patient's been sick over in that room. Can you come and clean it up? This other, and it's just like patients are moving here and there. They're no longer sedated with a tube in their throat lying in the, lying in the bed anymore. I know exactly where they are. These, these patients can come and go a lot of the time if they're voluntary. A lot of the mental health patients who are on paperwork, if they decide they need to leave, you need to call up and get security involved. I'll talk about mental health on another another episode. Um, But it's just a lot of the time, you just seem to be doing things rather than really critically thinking about why this patient is here. And that has taken a lot to get used to. And it's not something that I particularly enjoy about ED. Like I enjoy getting to really know the patient. And here it's as if I'm just touching the surface and not really feeling as if I'm super caring for that patient. Again, this may change um, very soon and it may just be a little bit of a a transition-y thing that I'm needing to overcome. But again, these are just some of the things that, um, that I've found a little bit getting used to moving into this new area. And I can't say that I dislike working in ED. Like, that's, that's not something I need to say. And I can't really say that after only a three-month period. In three months, what really can you, can you see? Like, it's, it takes a long time to get used to an area, to get used to processes that are involved. So, again, I'm super looking forward to the next, oh, whatever, it's going to be about nine months left here in ED before I move off to the Army. Uh, And there's going to be so much that I am going to learn over this period of time. So these are just some of the weaning things so far. So, Anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It may provide you a bit more of a context of some of the really good things as well as some of the things that I particularly have had uh, some time getting used to. So I'll talk to you guys very soon on the next episode.